Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I am your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. A big thank you to our guest, Maddie, for coming on the show today. Uh, funny story of how this happened. Uh, si- similar to when we had Stephen Bartholomew on, I ran into Maddie in the real world. Uh, Victoria and I, a little while back, went to go see Doug Benson at Fat Ballroom, and Maddie was working there, and it was so good to catch up, and we talked for a little while, and I worked up the courage and asked her if she'd like to come on the show. Some time passed. I finally wrote to her on Facebook. I was like, hey, Maddie, uh, wondering when we could make the date work, blah, blah, blah. So I think I like I wrote to her on Facebook on a Friday, and by Monday we were recording. It is the easiest I've ever had to work with another human being. Uh, no offense to everyone else that's come on the show has been so wonderful, but Maddie was just like, hey, Rev, yeah, let's do it. Monday, this time, good for you? And I was like, uh, you just took all the work out of it for me. Great. Uh, true professional showed up, killed it in the interview. So funny, so nice, just talked about all of her experiences working in media it's kind of cool like our previous guest casey bilk she's someone entering the entertainment industry and just trying to figure out how that works and doing and maddie maddie does everything and as you hear in this episode you just and i even say it to her face in the episode about uh, the work ethic that she has and then it's incredible i really think she's someone you got to watch out for she's gonna be either someone big on camera or behind the camera and the Give her like five, ten years. Uh, if you live locally, I know you might have seen her on like doing the local lottery. And she talks about doing an internship for the CW. We talk about the upcoming CW shows and how awesome the show Arrow is. If you don't watch Arrow, I gotta recommend it. It's on CW. I never thought I would like it because it's CW, but it's really dark and it's really, really good. Anyway, uh, Maddie, just one of the hardest working people I've ever met, does a million things. One of the things that she does that we talk about at the end of the show, if you don't make it, is she and some friends run a entertainment company called Empress. So you could check them out at facebook.com slash follow Empress Entertainment. Uh, please go like them on Facebook and keep your eye out for Maddie. Do us a favor and subscribe to this episode and check out some previous episodes. Uh, if, if you're into like entertainment and media and that kind of stuff, the previous episode posted with Casey Bilk and Ashley Hogue. Uh, Casey Bilk was a is going to school for television writing, and we kind of talk a lot about television writing, the way media is changing with Netflix and YouTube, and that's a great episode as well. Next week we have Robert Obi, our first Skype interview. He's an old friend of mine from college, and it was a he's been a big supporter of the show, and he's all around great guy. And the sound quality is fantastic, so it don't worry because it's on Skype. So that leads me to the next thing. If you live out far away and you want to be a guest on the show, uh, contact the show at facebook.com slash let's chat or email me at let's chat podcast at gmail.com. And we can Skype interviews now. I'm going to be working on having more Skype interviews and more co-hosts who, who bring in guests from uh, farther away. And man, this was just a fun episode. Also, we have a let's chat podcast. Let's chat podcast.tumblr.com. If you're on Tumblr, uh, I mostly reblog stuff. It's not really that much of the show's information. It's just I started off as like I didn't want to pay for a website and actually turned me on to Tumblr and I've just fallen in love with Tumblr. Uh, again, Maddie, thank you for coming on and thank you for downloading this episode of Let's Chat. Now 
I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski where do you go to school? At Rick. Um, oh, nice. I go for mass media and communications. So I'm trying to like this get is, into media. This is the episode, by the way. This is all it is. It's oh, just cool. Like, it's just like having bar talk. Awesome. It's like, yeah. So you're, you're going to be like the next big thing. Oh, I hope so. I, I believe it. Love I'm calling it. it right now. Oh, thank you so yeah, much. Well, so like to begin, like we used to work at Starbucks in the Biltmore together. Mm-hmm. That was a fun gig, but like, <laughs> you, you had such a work ethic, even just working there. Like any chance I could slow down and sit down, I would like try to lean back for a second, and you'd be like, "Got him up, got a broom, <laughs> got a vacuum." Like you just don't, you never sat still. Yeah, um, I. But you're 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 a lot younger too. Yeah, it's like so weird when I look back at like working at Starbucks. I'm always like. All right, that definitely was one of the places that literally built my worth et- like work ethic. Because if you weren't doing something, there was always something to do. Always. And it would make the time go by so much faster so if you were quick. doing anything. So I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. Like, And Lori get, was and, like the yeah. best. Like, I've never worked for a boss. Well, I have, not, I have a new boss. I really like, but like Lori was like one of those few bosses where you're like, I don't want to disappoint you. <laughs> yeah, she was so rare. <laughs> she like, was so cool. That was actually one of the reasons why I stopped working at Starbucks. Because um, she left? Well, yeah, and like the new manager just didn't have like her mindset, you no know? One like ever will. Yeah. I worked for that company for like three and a half years. And the last year I worked there, I, I transferred there. I was going to do that for a month and quit. I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I moved to Rhode Island. Fuck Starbucks, I'm over this place. Yeah, just like a couple yeah. extra bucks. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, because I was moving here, I was, I was like, yeah, I might as well like have a steady income on top of my like, I got like a job job but I was like I don't know I, I should just be, I, I come from my parents are just like you know just just do things smart so I was like why would I give up income start my new job what if that job sucks and I have to leave in three months and I'm like I'm living on my own and I have no money so I was like all right I'll do this job three months and fuck that company started working there I stayed there over a year didn't even want to leave even towards the end I didn't want to leave it was just like it was just taking up too much time for yeah. the, not enough money but oh my god that's how i started feeling about starbucks i'm like i'm not getting paid enough to like Mm -hmm. like this 20 hours a week i could be investing back into myself yep that was my main thing i'm like i'm working like they started like cutting hours and i'm like there's 20 hours i'm spending here for like what barely 10 bucks an hour including tips so like yeah and i'm like being talked to down to like that's what one of the manager the new manager like that was his thing oh you stayed there that long yeah oh shit so i just realized like I could spend 20 hours a week working out and be better off in the long run. I could spend 20 hours literally sunbathing and it would be worth more to me than being here. Working somewhere else at the same time? Yeah, I was working two other places. So, So, yeah, that same here. I was like, I had, I worked my eight hour day. I was driving like 45, like almost an hour to work. I'd get home. You know, you leave your house like seven in the morning and you get home at 11 o'clock at night and you're like, I just ratted an extra 40 bucks, not even for a day's work. It's not even, it just wasn't worth it. But when we were there, that was a fucking... So I worked at, like, a Starbucks in the, in the Burbs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's more of the Starbucks experience for most baristas. But yeah. the Biltmore was a whole different fucking beast. Exactly. In it was the like, best way. You met every single kind of person, and every. then some. No lie. There was, like, a day where, like, me and Carl met Viola Davis, and then within 15 minutes, I had to kick a homeless guy out for peeing in the seat. <laughs> like, that's how it would go. You would meet celebrities, NBA players, hockey people, like the most famous people, richest people in the world, yeah. followed by like some homeless guy trying to scam you or some meth heads. Were you there when the meth heads had sex in the bathroom and they broke the sink? Yeah. And uh-huh. they were flooded? And Halloween. 
And, no, oh, no, it was Gay Pride. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, like, but it was, um, there was another time in Halloween, like, we found, like, a, um, like, a bunch of fake guns, and, like, then, um, I forgot what else, and then there was, like, a bag full of, like, needles or something, like, mm-hmm. what in the world, like... The fact that we had to have security on call for working at a coffee shop, like... That's on stuff, call. And that was the stuff I liked about the job the most. Like, I remember a homeless guy took a swing at Dan Zins. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. That was, I think that was... I hope that I remember that right. That was way back when. That, that Probably. Was, I wouldn't... Oh I could not imagine it happening any other way. No. And you know what I liked about Lori, too? Like, the people that we all worked there, like, we were kind of like an, a misfit and oddball cast and characters. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't hire one type of person. Like, it was yeah. all... I think... The Starbucks I worked at, I'm pretty sure my old boss was pretty racist because there was never anyone who it was just all white folk that worked there, and very rarely. Be, and then at this one, it was like every race, every gender, mm-hmm. everybody who worked there. And it's so ironic because um, we always had like such diversity when we were there, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I loved about being there. Cause I got I every time I came to work, I got to learn something from everyone I worked yeah. with. Like every single person brought something to the table. Oh my god. And, we would, I would notice that, um, like, I'll read stuff now, like, about managerial skills, and it always says, don't hire yourself. Don't yeah. ever look for yourself in other, um, in other, like, workers and employees, because it's never going to work out. I love the Mordens working with, like, Davi. Like, I love, I had such a man crush on him. I ran into him recently. <laughs> it was just so cool. I, to, I, I saw Steven, too. I had him on. He came on, too. Yeah, I remember you telling fun. me that. I miss all those people. It was cool. But so, like, you're from you're from this neighborhood, right? Like, yeah. I remember when I moved here, like, you were the one to tell me. You grew up, like, on one of these streets, right? Um, not to, Like, where I grew up, grew up, I grew up in um, Providence, like, around the Chalkstone area. But mm. in um, high school, I moved over here. So I spent, like, a few a few years over here. And um, it, even where, where I grew up isn't even far from here, but oh, nice. always like in this whole neighborhood, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Was it always like this? Because I've just heard stories. Like, oh, my old neighbor where I used to live, in, where I lived on Willow Street, just told me it was like different. Yeah, it's always been like very eclectic. I feel like it's always had like its like hippie kind of, yeah. like hipster kind of feel. But it definitely has changed a lot. I think it's changed for the better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the weird thing is like the, the Armory Park, it's like... Mm-hmm. The was it might have been one time my brother and my sister in law were up here and we drove by the park in the morning and it was like a, a rally to lower the murder rate in Providence mm-hmm. on one end of the park and the other half of the park was a kickball league and yeah. like, and like that's that's where I live like it's, it's soccer kickball volleyball and then it's like hipsters farmer markets one day and then the next day it's just like homeless people drinking every morning. Yeah, I think it's like a good diversity. It's so cool. Yeah. One thing in that, um, like this past summer in my internship, we shot um, commercials for um, the 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 parks around Providence, just showcasing them and like showing how um, the parks can help better the communities. Yeah. And one of the parks that we shot with was the Armory Park. Oh. Yeah, so it was so cool that um, I believe um, she was like the park ambassador, but she talked about all the different cultural um, events that they, they, it, oh, yeah. they have over there and like the farmer's markets and how much it's like benefit. They have um, concerts too, I think. Yeah, the mayor, Tavares is up here all the time. Yeah. You know, he's running for governor. He's trying to like reinvest for the community. Big time. So. And, um, and I, you know what I, I love to say about those farmer's markets? It's when I go to the farmer's markets, because 
not right now because I work Thursday nights, but before mm-hmm. I, in the summers when I wasn't, it isn't just hipsters that go there. It's people who are born and raised in this neighborhood for like 60 years from Southie. And then it's like, you know, people like me and my wife and then like the really ultra hipster, weird curly mustache. But everyone goes to farmer's market and like, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like a pretty cool community kind of thing. I love Providence. Yeah. Like, you know, moving from here, I think it's awesome. But you were shooting commercials. That's I want to, I'm so happy to come on because I'm like fascinated with all things television media. Awesome. And you're like, I just bef- it didn't go up yet. I just had a TV writer come in, or someone who's about to be a TV writer. So oh, that was cool. Like, I, this is like my I just obsessed with that stuff. Yeah. How did you get into all this now? Because like every time you're like working for like the CW and you were doing like the Lotto. Yeah, <laughs> like I was doing like, um this. I was doing my internship at the CW, so it was it was like one of the best experiences ever. Um, I'm as well. I'm like completely obsessed and fascinated with everything that's media, TV. And new media is like my favorite topic. To exactly. Talk about. Like that's all I ever want to talk about. Me Especially too. like, like everything with um that's going on with um like Netflix, the Amazon, like everything. Everything. It's like, I love it. I don't even have cable. Yeah, and Legit, it, I just like, and you don't even need it. Nope. <laughs> and I, I I fucking love. I love it. I, I love Netflix. I love Hulu Plus. Mm-hmm. And then the friends gave us their Showtime account and their HBO account. Oh, cool. I love that now, like, media is really content focused. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that it's the way they do the rating system is so antiquated. And, like, Netflix doesn't have to go by that. And Netflix doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Like, Orange is the New Black and fucking House of Cards were, like, winning Emmys. It's, like, revolutionary that it's changing the game. Like, it's literally, like, switching everything up. No one knows what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's only opening more jobs for cameramans and for all across the board. And to be on your own terms, especially. Yeah. Because you don't have to go by the social norm of, like, oh, I have to go follow this formula to be a, a cameraman. It's now, it's like, you can be in your house and literally just make your own anything so that's why it's like so cool now you can and people do and like and talented good people like make youtube channels and then eventually end up on tv and in movies on their own terms yeah Yeah. and it's like the gatekeepers have disappeared and so you're like at the forefront like that's your future yeah that's what i'm that's exactly like what i'm and trying to initiate now is i want to develop my own um sort of web show where oh, I yeah. talk about hot topics, new music, mm-hmm. um, make funny skits. The The thing is, um, you asked me, um, like, how did I get into it? It was just, yeah. I was actually, I had gotten started into school and wanted to be a nurse. Yeah. And it was just, it's so ironic because literally I had only wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to, mm. like, just bring, like, laughter and try to cheer people up and make them feel better through that way. I'm like, I could do that. In my first semester, I'm like in bio, and I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. Um, so what's next? Like, what do I do now? <laughs> and I literally like had my grades like basically tank from it because it just wasn't what I wanted to do, and I just yeah. had to be honest with myself. Another thing that I kind of dealt with a lot was like confidence issues um, that I always think about, especially with like young girls, because my main thing where I didn't think like I deserved to be on TV. Like I kind of felt I weighed a lot more. I was just like, I, no one's going to want to look at me like on TV. And that, that was my thing. Like I was like, that was my excuse, my crutch. It was like, I, I don't, why would anyone want to see me on TV? And in like the process of like going, like exercising, eating right, I lost weight and I kind of got a confidence in myself where regardless of my weight, I'm beautiful and I am a good person and I do great things and I I really love this. I love media. I want to work hard at this and make it what I want it to be. 
that's such a that's such a nice uh, that's just so beautiful. I don't even know more speeches. <laughs> that's so true in life because it's so hard to make like a pro you decision, mm-hmm. and it feels so dirty sometimes. But like, yeah, you gotta. And good thing you didn't go through all the way and become the nurse and then be like fuck this and quit and start. Yeah, over. and then be miserable. You figured like, it out early. <laughs> no, and that's. And that's just life. Like you just, I, I know they. It's that stupid quote. It's like if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. But it's really true. And I find it to be like it. It was like such a transition because once I kind of realized that it was exactly what I wanted to do, everything just changed. Like my grades started increasing. I started getting opportunities. Like everything. It, it just seemed like the work was so easy. The um, what do you call, like every every. Um, like tasks that I had to do for school or every assignment, it never ever felt like I was like, oh, I can't believe I have to hand this in. It was like, oh my God, I get to go out and like shoot a joke and we get to yeah. use camera equipment and I get to build my own website. Like I started getting into oh web designing God. yeah, in school. So it was like, they taught us everything like Dreamweaver, Final Cut. We got to learn everything and like oh use God. all their equipment and it, I never would have even known that this oh my God. department was in Rhode Island College. <laughs> yeah, and but that goes back to like the work that like, which would, I, I mean, I definitely saw that within you. Like, I'm not just like like blowing smoke up your ass. Like even at Starbucks, like you worked your ass off. But while you're doing all this, you also like I ran into. Can I say? I don't know if you're allowed to say it, but like I ran into you at Fat and you were like bartending. Yeah, but you do that on top of school, on top of like that's the other part. Like when you see someone on TV or you get to that fine, you you don't see all the steps that are taking. So mm-hmm. you're like build, you're laying down the groundwork now. Yeah, I actually got my bartending license when I was 18 because yeah. I used to watch my grandma like. Um, she was a bartender when my, my grandma had my mom young, but my mom had me older. Yeah. So it ended up balancing out, but she was always like very glamorous, fabulous, yeah. always had her nails done, her hair done, always like dressed in like, like she just loved being like that image of like the very like beautiful queen, you know? And I remember she used to have a bar in her house and she would have like some of her brothers and sisters over, they would make drinks. And I would always just be like, oh, I can't wait to be a bartender. That's so cool. And then once I started doing it, I'm like, all right, this is why she was always had her nails and her hair done. Because, like, the money is, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, you make great money in a really short amount of time. If you're a great bartender, you get great, you make your customers happy. They want to come back. And you must be, like, the networking you get from a a venue. Yeah, I was, that's that's another thing that ends up working in my favor is, too, because, um, especially media-wise, because of FET's diversity of like all their everybody, events. I really like that. That was the only time I've ever been there, but I like to go back. I really, really dug that venue. Yeah, they I couldn't have, get over it. They literally had a wedding on Saturday and wrestling on Sunday. So like, wow. They have and like on Tuesday they have a um the for the election um event and oh, it's gonna yeah. be like a, a news media outlet. So it's like completely like versatile. Actually, you should you should come to that. Yeah, and, um, you get because there's gonna be like channel ten, channel what? twelve there. So you could get, you know what I mean, a way to like network, meet different people. That's what I'm starting to struggle with. I'm like, I don't know how to do that yet. But it's yeah, it's, it's, it's all about getting to the right events, you know. Like, yeah, get you're in like in the heart the right of Providence. People. Everything, in my, at least in my eyes, I feel like yeah. you're in the heart of the Providence media world. I'm trying, like I'm trying to get there. I'm like, like I actually, um, every every way that I go, I'm just like thinking what's my next opportunity like what yeah and like sometimes it's a little bit difficult because I I would say I'm pretty hard on myself. Because I'm just like, all right, you can you can do better. Like, all right, what's next? Like, what yeah. what do you want to do now? And it it sometimes works in my favor, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, Maddie, stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. But, but I think we all need that. Like, we all need that punch in the back. Like, all right, let's yeah. get get what's next. Like, don't don't slack off. Don't 
um, get comfortable. And that's one of the things I always tell myself is don't get comfortable. Yeah. And, then, and that's the whole thing of success too because like just getting the thing you want, you can't stop because it's just a foot in the door. Like mm-hmm. You're only good as your last thing. Exactly. I just watched this really cool documentary the other night called uh, Beauty is Embarrassing about this artist and like he talks about it's like a compulsion for him to work and like he goes back about his career and it was just amazing and how he's still not happy and he's like, you know, you're if you define success by one thing, then you just never will get anything. He's like, I got this. It led me to that. It led me to this. It led me to exactly. that. Like, you just have to. You just, you just got to keep going. Like, you never stop. So how did? So you did your internship at CW. Yeah, I gotta say for that net that network because um the show I only show I actually really watch on there is Arrow, mm-hmm. which I didn't think would be as good as it is for like a CW show because yeah, they're it's kind of so more, like, good. Teens. I was even surprised. I'm like Victoria is like full on obsessed. Yeah, and, like they're all really good looking, but it's a really cool show. Yeah, and they're doing the Flash, which I'm kind of like really excited for. Yeah, the Flash is like we um we got to watch the um pilot of the first episode. <gasps> is it good? So it's amazing. Like the effects that they have, the graphics, it's the so it's gonna have Arrow in it. Yeah, I and, saw um, the commercial. Like, yeah, I'm legit excited. I did like I, some people kind of make fun of all the superhero stuff and I'm not like full on comic book geek or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I like some superhero movies. So yeah. like, I kind of like it. I think it's kind of cool. And it's it's like so ironic because I've never really gotten into like the whole superhero thing. But I'm yeah. always more like I've always liked the storylines because there's no storyline like a superhero storyline. No. Like there's nothing not like romantic comedies or super dramas. Like there's nothing like a superhero storyline. I, I, like, I think the Batman, the newest Batmans where there's like, or even though, no, the first X-Men movie where it wasn't like a comic book movie, it was just like a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and then you get to learn about all these universes and all these fun things. And it's like so inter- interchangeable because it was um, um that I watched the Superman movie and I'm like, oh my God, because it, it has everything. It has like love, drama. Um, tragedy, like sci-fi, like ev- yeah. everything in it's like one Greek, aspect. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Did you see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I didn't, but it's so ironic. Someone asked me to go, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really into space stuff. And they're like, yeah. okay. And I literally wrote back, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go. And they're like, I'm already here. Like, okay. <laughs> I think everyone calls it it's like the new Star Wars. Like, I saw it, and, oh, I just, cool. and I'm not like a huge sci-fi fan, but like, it's just one of those movies. It's just perfect. Like, it's so funny. And it's, like, for people who don't love sci-fi and just like funny movies yeah. and cool movies, it was just... And, like, I love, I love Parks and Rec, so I love that. Too. And everyone in it, it's, it's, it's totally worth it. Uh, but I, I saw your promos on, the, on, your, on Facebook when you were talking about The Flash, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Oh, uh, yeah. So you're, they, like, on um, TV. Yeah, they let me... Um, because the director um, at CW, he really, like, liked me. He thought I was, had a great personality. So he said that um, if I wanted, we could uh, just shoot a couple promos of um talking to different people and asking them to check out the trailer um i went to thayer street so we did um the flash and also jane the virgin um which is another one of their new shows that's coming oh. out and it's going to be so hilarious we got to watch the first episode and literally i could not stop laughing for one second I can't like wait. that's on hulu too so i'll be watching that it's literally like pure comedy it's like a soap opera but the mom and her relationship and then the mom and the mom's relationship is like comedy like the storyline is um she's a virgin um because she was like her her grandma kind of scared her into never yeah like doing it until like she was her flower was given to like the right person and she falls in love with this guy and she just like can't she can't do anything with him she just doesn't know so she goes to the doctor and she gets accidentally artificially inseminated (laughs) 
And she literally like has to explain it to her family and no one believes her. And then the doctor explains it. And it's just so crazy. It's, it's like, and the guy who accidentally, um, she's inseminated by is the person who was her first kiss. So, and then there's so much other like drama behind it. It's just like a soap opera, but every aspect of it, like literally makes you laugh the entire time. Um, I forgot her name, but she's like a new, she's new. I like that about Arrow too, because I didn't know any of those actors. Yeah, and I think it, it was like, it made it so much more of a success. Yeah, because sometimes when you already know an actor, it can you have like a expectation for it. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's probably some people at Arrow that have been in a lot of stuff, which is no one I recognized off the bat. Yeah. Like, I had no idea who that Stephen, I think his name's Stephen Amell. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> he's really cool. Because really cool. everyone, um, we did like a couple of events where we like had um, it set up so you could check out, um like all the the different shows that they had and everyone's just like oh my god he's so hot who is he and i'm like arrow like i don't know him as anything else but he's a really talented actor yeah like he's a really talented he's very good on that show and i think because like arrow is his um beginning kind of it's it's definitely gonna lead for him to have a lot more success because of how great of a show it is i love watching like kind of new talent like that and then how they're smart and utilize social media because mm-hmm. like i don't but victoria my wife follows him on um facebook and stuff yeah and then he's but like you know he got that little piece of success well right, right, let's be honest a very large piece of success <laughs> and then like but then he's smart he's like kind of like where you're starting now is to like start on youtube mm-hmm. he's like started on television i could be wrong but it feels like he starts on tv and then it's like well i gotta have this for like when this when arrow is no longer a show i gotta yeah. have something to fall back on and like <laughs> she made me watch his ice bucket challenge it was really funny <laughs> and they called out like a bunch of the arrow cast i was like oh that's so cool oh yeah that's so fun did you do the asl um no ALS i didn't get nominated fortunately Oh, yeah, lucky you. Yeah. My mom nominated me, and I completely ignored her, but then my best friend nominated me, and she had, um, like, her, well, her uncle had actually passed away from the disease, so. Oh, so then you had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, I'll do it, and I'll donate, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of people like to, like, kind of talk crap on that thing, but I thought it was really cool. And yeah, I think really it was such and, a creative idea. And it wasted so much money. I even, I, um, I, when I did it, I nominated everyone to just kind of create their own challenge because yeah. if this is like um, something that benefited this disease and it raised so much money, why is that like going to be the limit? Like there should be hundreds of like different I challenges know. like these, you know, like For different, and yeah. they're fun, they're exciting, they involve the community, and it just makes sense. And it's, it's not hard to do. Like it's, it's it's kind of fun, and it raised a lot of it raised a lot of money, it was like, like fifty eight million, and maybe counting exactly. And it was sad. Then you find out the reason that they had to do it is because like there's not enough people get diagnosed with ALS, mm-hmm. so that's why like, I I wasn't really that aware of it either until now. And then they have to um, they, there's no funding for research for it because yeah. like not enough people have it. And then you're like, oh, god, I feel terrible. Yeah. That's so funny. I remember when your mom used to come to Starbucks. Your mom was super nice. Yeah, she's cool. Really good cook. <laughs> yeah, she's um she's the best cooking. food. She's a caterer. She um she cooks um she actually does a few different things. She's like a supervisor at a um church for they do um soup kitchen meals on sun, on Saturdays. Oh, wow. And um then she also like her main job she does um at 148 it's like a bar and grill so she makes like the wings and stuff like that mm. and um yeah <laughs> so is that where you get it from like that ability to wear different hats yeah she like and the then hustle? she has her own um catering business yeah. on the side because you've always been like hustling with the work stuff like, oh yeah 
a million ways to get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you, you would work. You're in, yeah, that's so funny. I was always impressed by everyone who worked at that that Biltmore with us. Like everyone, I don't think anyone there wasn't in school or doing something, either yeah. like raising a family or like working another job. There was no one there who was just doing Starbucks and going home. Yeah, like, we all were busting ass doing something. Especially, and I used to. That's why I always used to be like, wow, like. Revel's like been working all day and then he comes here and like, you know, like it was like a lot of people don't know what Starbucks was a lot of work, you know? Yeah. A lot. I I had to say like, I, sometimes I miss it and then I was like, but I worked really hard, like physically exhausting. Exactly. You're cleaning grout, you're cleaning drains. Standing up for hours. Hours. And then, like, the one we worked at, when it would get busy, it mm-hmm. would get, like, remember, like, it was, like, brown graduation weekend? And we would be Eight straight sweat. hours, <laughs> and you just, like, buckets of sweat over you, like, boom, oh, man, it was fun, I, I couldn't do it again. Yeah, it was never, like, it was never, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is unbearable, but it was, at the same time, like, all right, I'm working hard, and that was another thing with, like, Lori's work ethic, because it was never, like, all right... Guys, hold down the ship. I'm going to chill in the back. She was like, all right, let's do this. Um, you guys stand here. You do that. And I'm going to do this. Or like, we'll do yeah. this together. It was always like a team effort. And we succeeded together and we failed together. We exactly. hit like our number. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm part time. I don't give a shit. But yeah. I did. But I cared so much. And it was, oh, she always made us feel like we were a part of it. We yeah. were partners. And, and that's a hard thing to do from to get like teamwork with stuff. Exactly. And that's important. When you like who you work for, man, you'll put in the hours. Mm-hmm. And we, get, we got like awarded too, like the DM used to come in all the time and she yeah. got what manager of the s- the quarter yeah and, and that's from like connecticut rhode island i think mm-hmm. like she won like a lot like and i what i don't i wish i don't know she moved to maryland i heard right yeah i went and visited her um oh man tell yeah us, i'm actually going back in october um, tell her i said hello like, i will i'll never forget her like, yeah she, i always tell her because like I'll, she actually came down here um not too long ago and i was like hanging uh, out with den um her uh, daughter and she was like, um, she was like, yeah, I miss you guys so much. She was just like, there's no, like, yeah. team like that team, you know. It, it, I yeah, I, I remember moving here, being so nervous and like meeting all new people, and mm-hmm. like, and it felt like such like a weird home away from home. Yeah, I like, get that. But like, it was a weird place to walk into, like a hotel full of straight. I think that was part of it too, is we didn't have regulars, so we saw mm-hmm. each other every day, and then a few regulars, and then it was all new faces. Yeah. How, so who did you meet famous there? Because everyone had different stories of famous people. Yeah, I I met which I know this is weird, but like my favorite like reality TV star is Drita um, from Mob Wives. I love her. Like, I love her personality. She's, like, hardcore. She does not take anyone's shit. She's, like, awesome. And when I got to meet her, I'm like, wait a minute. Are you Trita? Like, so I got to take a picture with her. I was so excited about that. Um, I met Akon. Um, Lori had a picture with Akon. Yeah, I did. I had a picture with Akon. And, um, I remember that. Who else? I, um, there was, like, a couple of football players that, like, hit on me there. And then it was, I was, like, so mad because then they ended up winning the Super Bowl. They were, like, played for the Ravens. Fucked up. I know. But I didn't really think it was going to be, it wasn't like, oh, come, like, let's, it was just one of those kind of like, yeah, like, I never recognized the sports people until after. I I knew it was him because he was like 6'9", and he was like 250 pounds, and then I'm like, because you always got to Google the name, like, you got to Google the name to make sure, and I'm like, yeah. Davi would call every NBA player that'd come in. Yeah, he always knew, always knew. um, I don't know anything. Uh, the the guy for the Bruins, Chara, mm-hmm. that everyone loves. Yeah, I don't watch hockey at all. Came in, so I was joking around. So I was trying to be slow. I was like, NBA, huh? And he just like laughed in my face. He's like, Nah, dude. <laughs> 
And then I kind of walked away, and I, someone's like, you have no idea who that was. I was like, I think he's a basketball player, but he kind of laughed at me like, he plays for the Bruins. I'm like, but he's tall. <laughs> right? Like, what are you doing playing hockey? I was like, oh, my God. Uh, we had a lot of – I remember – I didn't get to meet Snoop Dogg, but I saw him. Oh, okay. He walked out of the Biltmore – Jumped in a car and was playing in uh, Lupo's. Yeah. You know, I remember meeting his, like, crew, like, the, like his sound crew or whatever he was. Like, not, his, mm-hmm. I don't know, people who worked for him. So I was talking to this one kid. He was, like, a real punk rock dude. He said he's, like, on the tour with Snoop Dogg and whatever. I was oh, like, cool. what's it like working for Snoop Dogg? He was like, honestly, dude, it's like working, for, it's like talking to your father. I was like, huh? He's like, yeah. he's like, you know, like, there's, like, these stories in, like, Hollywoods and how people are. He's like, working for Snoop Dogg, I learned how he maintained a legend. Like, they said he was the most polite, friendliest person. Even, like, the security dudes who'd come in to Lupo's would just be like, mm-hmm. I just met Snoop Dogg, and it was, like, the nicest person I've ever met. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, pleases and thank yous and holding doors for people. Like, they said he was, like, a stand-up gentleman, and, like, mm-hmm. it's different than, like, beating the murder rap in the early 90s for, like, yeah. that dude. But, like, you don't... It even It's even weird, especially with hip-hop, when you kind of have that persona, but, like, you don't piss off the people like you. Cause yeah. You, in a weird way, the smaller guys, the security guards, the little ones, those are the people who kind of will give you the rap. Yeah, because it's like everyone always like no one really thinks about it until you kind of get that big picture. Because like it's like, all right, these are you might think, oh, these are little people, but it doesn't work like that, though. Everyone's a person, you know, Yeah, everyone's included in that. Like, it's not like, oh, I can't piss off other people that are famous. But it's like at the same time everyone's famous everyone yeah. has that right to be who like you know, you know as big as you you were that same person before yeah yeah and one that person one day might be the gatekeeper that you need that you fucking pissed off or something and not only that karma comes back to everyone <laughs> yeah it's true like and then it was just so weird to hear them like snoop dog really and he's like yeah it's it was like that's kind of really nice to hear that but i was just thinking i'd be like you'd think i mean snoop i didn't get to meet him but they're like i expect him to be like talking like all snoop dog but he's like Hello, thank you so much for being a part of my crew, which just means so much to me. Yeah, and he's like, like a, I've, um, I've actually like read that somewhere that he's like really a nice like, person, like a legit like family man, and like I was like, oh, then I kind of understood Hollywood a little more. Like, oh, there's a persona. Yeah, I also um, at Starbucks met James Franco. He wasn't as nice. I didn't get to meet him, but every time he came in, I missed him, and I'm so yeah. pissed. And um, Viola Davis, but I, I'm, I, I think you're, yeah, and um, she came in a bunch though. Yeah, she lives in. She was grew up in Central Falls. Yeah. She, like, I met her and didn't know who she was until after. Yeah, and I mean now she's worth like three million. So like, <sighs> after like being growing up in Central Falls, to so like yeah, you know what's cool? Though? I was with uh, working one day. I talked to her and her mom, and then like, I was joking around, and she's like, "I'm an actress." I'm like, "Oh, good luck. It's a tough field." And she kind of laughed at me. And it was <laughs> really, it was really it's sweet. a tough field. <laughs> I, just, I had no idea who she was, and then so she gets out. She goes up to the valet and opened the door for, and she jumped in the back seat, and I wasn't paying attention. Carl's like. Holiday royalty means nothing. He, she let her mother like Carl. What are you talking about? He's like Chris Revel. That was that was Viola Davis. It's like the one from the Help. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? I was uh, just talking to her. She actually has like a really a new show coming on that looks so good. It's um, I think it's it's called um How to Get Away with Murder. And um, oh. yeah, it's like about a, a class um that's taught. And it's like a, in law school, and it like explains all the different ways of like being able to defend someone who's on murder oh, and wow. you know, it was like it looks so good it i like so her good. she's so, gonna be the professor oh so what are your thoughts too like because it used to be movies for the big time for actors mm-hmm. a lot of those big actors are coming to doing the small screen like there's the the renaissance of uh of television like i mean viola davis became a movie star she was in gravity for god's sakes mm-hmm. and now she's coming to the small screen 
I feel like it's definitely like because of the repetitive kind of thing. So if you're on every week as opposed to like one big huge movie that people are going to go see one time, it definitely keeps you a lot more relevant because now that people are seeing you, the same people who who are watching you like producers, directors, they're they're looking at you weekly as opposed to like one big huge stink for like 3 months. And um it it definitely gets you a boost. It's kind of like all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be in this big movie, and then I'm going to go over here and like be in this show and make sure that like people are repetitively seeing me. I get to yeah. keep promoting this episode um, weekly. So it, it definitely is something that you're able to do um, at a at a, like a faster rate and mm. get yourself out there a lot. They're looking like Breaking Bad. I mean, that put like no-name Aaron Paul, and that became household name. Yeah. And that was like, maybe it kind of got really big the last season and a half, so maybe... So that's like three solid years, Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. Aaron Paul, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul drilled into your head. Yeah, I wonder why like that show got canceled. No, it just ended. Oh, okay. Yeah, they finally just called the creator just decided it was like stories have a beginning, middle and end, and they didn't they didn't ruin it. They ended it and it ended perfect. Like, that's it just, good. It was amazing. It was so yeah. nice. it was just oh. I, every everywhere I go, people are talking about that. Yeah, show. me and Steve were obsessed. Like, <laughs> we'd go to Starbucks and just talk about it forever. It's like, oh my god, did you see that episode? Uh, yeah. Well, even like Kevin Spacey coming out of like going from everything he's ever done and then he's like in he's in um what's it called house of cards and robin oh, yeah. wright was uh from the princess bride and like huge movie stars and and that and house of cards got the amount of attention as like anything but you know what really makes me happy is how orange is the new black was so popular and how and it sucked not sucked but like the main character was like white but she was the like she doesn't matter in that show. Like I like her character, but that show can exist without her. And people talk about Crazy Eyes, and you talk about Tasty. And you yeah, talk- I feel like that show literally like set such a standard for oh, like comedy, like new comedy, yeah. especially because it's like and it's female comedy. Yeah, which and- I hate that word because comedy to me is just comedy. But, yeah, like, it's about a woman's prison, and it's so funny. And, like, at first, people would be like, I'm not watching that show. Like, guys would be like, I'm not watching it. It's about girls. Like, yeah. then next thing you know, I'll see, like, down my timeline, everyone's like, yeah, I already finished Orange is the New Black. Like, yeah. what's next? I'm like, oh, I thought you wouldn't watch it because it was about girls. Yeah, because you watch one episode and there's 13 <laughs> like, right there. All right, this is hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing with new media. Like, maybe I wouldn't have watched Orange is the New Black if it was mm-hmm. on TV. Because it would have been marketed wrong to me. It would have been... Yeah, it would have, like, a bunch of tampon commercials. Like, yeah. what the hell is it? <laughs> I'd have to wait once a week to watch it. Yeah. I'd have to wait five months to even know if it's going to be good. It's probably going to get canceled. Yeah. Like, when they put a show out and the whole season's there, it's like, I'm going to invest in this because I know I'm going to get a season out of it. Because sometimes in TV, shows get canceled two episodes in. And you're like, oh, I wanted to know what happened. Yeah. I've actually had that happen. I forgot the name of the show, but it used to be on NBC. And I'm like... This show is, like, so good. Next thing I know, I, like, never heard of it again. Yeah, it's just, like, a little blip on the radar. Yeah. That's what I love. And then Netflix is buying, like, old TV. And I think Amazon Prime is buying an old TV show. I forgot which one. But they're, like, remaking shows that got canceled. Yahoo! Uh, NBC canceled Community, and then they bought it. Oh, that's And they're making a new season of Community. Netflix did that with Arrested Development, which was canceled years and years and years before. Mm -hmm. It's just... Oh, it's so much fun. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Right. You know, like Chelsea Handler, is that her name? Yeah. Is having her own late night talk show on Netflix. Oh, wow. I don't know like how they distribute it, if it's going to be like a day, an episode a day or whatever it is, but like 
She's someone like the queen of late night television. Yeah, she's awesome. She's definitely someone that I really look up to. I feel oh, like yeah. with her show, comedy wise, like she's has that perfect like sarcastic wit. So funny, and like it's always like right on point. Like it could be like something so rude, so mean, but you still have to laugh, and you're like, yeah. okay, no, this bitch didn't. Like, like yeah. it's always like has that effect. Um, she's definitely someone that I look up to, and especially in the aspect of like her presence when she's on like her own stage or show. Mm. I love it, and and she brings a lot of unknowns. Like there's yeah. a lot of comedians that might never gotten on TV if it wasn't for her. Yeah, I love that's like the step of like you know comedy clubs to like television, whatever, and then Netflix is like your ultimate goal now. Yeah, and you get like um like FX is like kind of really famous for like. Not paying their artists as much money, but then giving them a hundred percent complete control. Oh, that's like, cool. Have you ever watched Louis? Like, I don't even think it's funny. I mean, I love the show. I watched the first few seasons and love it. But like Louis C.K. like talked about how like he went to FX. He's like, I want to have complete creative control, and I want to. I want my show. I don't care about million dollar episodes bullshit. He's like, I want to make the show I want to make, and they're like, Go ahead, do whatever you feel like. Oh, that's cool. And now it's like. I, I feel like, see, like, I think, like, the versatility just always, like, gives that effect. But at the same time, I would get, like, a little bit afraid with not having so I much know. of a structure. Because I, I'm like, then, yeah, like, my structure. creative ideas are, like, bouncing off the wall so much. I'm like, all right, I need a, like, narrow hallway right yeah. now. And that sometimes, like, is, like, something that usually, like, gets to me. Where I'm like, all right, I have too many ideas. Too many ideas. How do you structure your time now, like, for everything you want to do and your ambition? So, um, while I'm at school, I have school like um, Monday through Thursday um, during the week. And then I have um, work usually on weekends and then like sometimes during the weeknights. But what I'll always try to do is like no matter whatever I have time for, I always make time to like brainstorm new ideas. Like, what can I do next? Like, I'll just like sit there in front of my computer and just research and like think, what did this person do? Or how did this person um, take this step? Or, because one thing I noticed, everything that we that has been done in history has been repeated and it's in a book somewhere. Yeah. And I actually I learned that from um, Is that Will, Will Smith. Smith? Yeah, yeah. He said that. On and Oprah. It, and it was like, he I was love, right. I love him. And I remember that quote and being like, yeah yeah it's and it's yeah. so true I, I read all the time like i have my kindle on my phone right now wow. i'm reading um rich dad poor dad and um it's it's like that was actually i've i've reread this book a few times because literally everything that it says is like you learn something new every time yeah and even if you you'll read it and you're like what is he talking about and then you'll like reread it and you'll and then you'll have something happen in your life and it's like that guy's a genius <laughs> yeah like i don't um have you ever read the book no, I don't even know anything about it. I really You're one recommend of the first it. people to reference a book on here, so congrats. <laughs> that's more of an insult to me than like, anything. <laughs> no. Literally, I recommend it 100%. Rich because Dad, um, Poor Dad. It's, it, it made me quit Starbucks because it, it just kind of tells you, like, learn your worth and, like, yeah. like, have your day job, but then mind your business at the same time. Yeah. Like, know the business you're in and plan for it and fulfill it, but just make sure you keep in, like, a steady income, pay your bills, pay yourself first, and it, it just has so many, mm. like, things where I'm, like... I love practical advice. Yeah. Instead of this, like, if you believe in yourself, anything can happen, because then we <laughs> find out when you get older, that's not fucking true. <laughs> well, there's only so many spots for fame or whatever it is you're after, and not everyone mm-hmm. gets it, but there's something beautiful, there's something great knowing, like, say you want to become the next time Cruise. Well, there's already a Tom Cruise, but there's a bazillion positions around Tom Cruise you can get. And exactly. Be very happy. Like being a TV anchor, like a local select, that's a good life. Yeah. Like you get to have a community, live at home, go to work, do the job you love, make mm-hmm. money. 
I mean, that's not maybe you shoot for something higher, but if you don't make what you make, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and you that's just, one thing that I try to think about. It's like every single day is a new opportunity to create an opportunity. Did you like, ever think? I never thought in like a million years I'd turn on the TV. I'd look in. Well, I don't watch the TV, like TV, but like going on YouTube and be like, why is Maddie interviewing people for CW? Yeah, and that's not like NBC Four. Like CW is a national network. Yeah, I was like, why is Maddie? First, I saw the flash thing. I was like, "That is so cool." Oh. <laughs> or like you're like doing the lot. I was like, "Why is Maddie doing the lotto?" That's yeah. so cool. I I honestly like growing up. I like I said, I always I never would have thought like this would be the field that I was definitely like excited in. Like I always knew. Like I remember I used to have a Barbie camera that actually like recorded when I was about ten, and I I would make like little skits and I would like make dances and stuff, and I loved being in front of the camera. Yeah. But it was so private. It was so like. Yeah. I never would tell anybody because I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want people mm. to be like, "Oh, why are you on camera?" I'm like, hmm. because I like had glasses, acne, like yeah. I was chunky. I was like. And, like, being a girl, it's, like, so different because, like, that's all the, like, your focus You guys is. get it bad. And, like, like, a guy, he can easily, like, you know, be just whatever, like. There's a lot more famous ugly dudes than there are women. And, it, and it's not even so much, like, I feel like, like, to me personally, your personality to me determines what you look like. Yeah, Because I don't even, I don't, like, I'll look at people and, like, you see whatever their features, but that's not who they are. And I've never, I've never been someone that could even, like, understand why it was like either always so much judgment or like negativity towards like look yeah until i kind of felt it from people like i would yeah. get that and i'm like growing up you don't understand it so much yeah but um i know that i know that like one thing that i've always told myself is when you work hard you get what you want yeah and then the problem that I was facing the most was i didn't know what i wanted so i was working so hard working so hard for what you know, like, I yeah, was, yeah, you're working your ass at Starbucks, right? but I don't want to be a manager. Like, yeah, I don't, don't want to go forth. Exactly. So I, it kind of um, helped me to understand that, like, you could take your work ethic anywhere and yeah. and still be able to work hard towards what you want. You could put that towards being a lawyer. You would have been a lawyer. but Exactly. Like, you, but it wouldn't be enjoyable for you. And then mm-hmm. you get stuck in that, like, baby boom review or like you be our grandparents of that, like, you work a job. Like you always hear those stories, like I, of those old people. Like I worked a job in a factory for thirty-five years, and I stood here every day, and I slaved over it for, and I hated it. I was like, "Yeah, well, why didn't you apply for another job? Like, why like, didn't you quit? <laughs> yeah, maybe like we're fortunate we get to explore our dreams, but there's still this aspect. I was like, "Yeah, but you know, you didn't have to do that. Like, it's <laughs> just, it just, you know, or at least like hit your job and then." Pursue what you love on the side. Yeah. Find your hobby and like, and don't marry someone you hate. Like, mm-hmm. like people who just live their lives and like they just do what they're supposed to. It's like, nah, man, we could be free. Yeah. You can do anything you want to do. We definitely grew, agree. And that's that's awesome. something I definitely like wish to like be able to instill in other girls because it's it's a lot of that aspect of where we're it's always women competing against other women are competing for it's never women competing for jobs like you don't ever see women like oh i'm gonna be the best lawyer it's like no i'm gonna be the prettiest girl i'm gonna be the best mom yeah you know it's 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 could be so much bigger oh yeah and especially um in being in media i definitely want to be able to send that message that we are all women but don't let a man society be able to tell you that you have to be the better than this girl or the better than this girl because every guy gets to be like, oh, well, I'm this kind of guy and I don't care. Like, yeah. 
I love seeing like the famous female friends like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey are like they're both. so awesome and they're best friends and they support the shit out of each other like, exactly that's so great and like even like some of the funny people like I would even consider like my earliest comedy influences like I was obsessed with like Roseanne mm-hmm. my mom and I used to watch Murphy Brown a lot I love so, Roseanne yeah me too that last I still season. watch it yeah, remember you loved old TV. I remember sitcoms. I like my like, best like, yeah, but like <laughs> I, we would reference stuff that like I'm older than you, and like and <laughs> we were like we're talking about like old sitcoms. Like, how do you know all these things? Just, <laughs> like Golden Girls, I still <laughs> watch every day. Like it's still good. It's, it's still so funny. good. And I didn't know uh, the guy who created Arrested Development was like one of my favorite comedies ever, mm-hmm. favorite shows ever. Uh, he worked on Golden Girls, and I was like, oh. oh, so it's just funny. And then I like, do you listen to podcasts at all? Because it's like the best way to get into like learning these things. Like people, like the people that you admire the most, like where they start out. Like even like Judd Apatow, he, his early days, like he worked on Roseanne, and oh, like cool. he, she was like a mentor for him. I was like. Oh, you get to become the biggest movie maker, but first you're the writer's assistant, and then you're the writer. Yeah, like you, you, you go through. There's like a cycle that kind of like exists. It's like, oh, and like I love when you meet someone, but then I love going back and learning the steps that people take. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the fun. things that I feel like I um will pay attention to a lot is I want to make sure that all right if there's if someone learned um how to do something. I want to learn how to know that skill. Like I want to, yeah. I want to be like my director. I want to be able to know that. Like I want to be the editor, the engineer. I want to be um, the producer. I want to be able to know all these skills because it's always somewhere to start. It's always somewhere to get your yeah. foot in the door. If if I want to be on the camera, I should know what's going on behind it because just yeah. in case that there's ever um, a need for me to do that in another situation, and then I are that's where I got to start is behind the camera, and then I can get in, in front of the camera. Then I already have. I'm already ten steps ahead of everyone else. That's so true. I I never read it, but Malcolm Gladwell, I always hear, gets referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, has meant the idea of like to master any skill, you have to put in like your ten thousand hours into something. Like every performer I've ever heard speaks about that, and that's what you're doing now, though. Yeah. But it's what is that Oprah quote? Like, there's no such thing as luck. It's just opportunity and met, blessing. I, be, I think it's like blessings. Or hard something. work meeting opportunity or something. Like preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And that's like that. You know, maybe you learn to work your become a cameraman and you never use it. And then what about one day you're on a set somewhere and something happens and you're like, I could do that. And then you meet that person because there's someone. I think you're in a cool place where uh, that you're like. That moment that's going to change your life is just around the corner, and you just don't know where it's going to come. Aww. Like I always, I feel like I always have uh, this thing at work. My boss always like kind of jokes around that. So I work in like I work like uh, in mental health. Yeah, so me I, too. I, I tend to like I always feel like I believe a lot more into uh, the people I work with than sometimes they do. It's mm-hmm. like you could do so much more than you think you can. It's easier when it's not you. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I'm a case manager through the Providence Center as a uh, supervised housing on weekends, and no way. Yeah, so a friend of mine just got a job. I I just applied there. Yeah, it's great. In Cranston? Um, no, no, no. The one that I have, it's um, right on Douglas Ave. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like because pro- I literally just applied there. Yeah, it's I'm like beating in their heads all the time. Like you can do anything. Like yeah. no, I can't. I can't. I don't. I can't. I'm too old, or I'm too this, and it's like excuse after excuse. And I just want to tell them like, you can do it. Like yeah. just shake them. Like Jesus, you work outside of the entertainment on top of that. Oh yeah, that, I mean, I need like a regular job because yeah, like even even with like because like I get paid for the lottery, so I like count that as like working, and then yeah, I get um paid like when I bartend, but I always just want to make sure that like even consistent. with savings, yeah, like yeah. savings consistent wise, and um yep. I 
it's um i just do weekends but it's like really good pay for just working weekends yeah well i think that's another part of it too is like knowing your business Mm -hmm. sense which i think a lot of like i've had musician friends and all these things and i was like well yeah you got there's a lot of sides to those industries you don't realize like if you start taking off like you need to register as an llc because you want to you don't want to get sued and like you start someone starts handing your money you got to pay taxes yeah. and then you're like well if i'm gonna go like tour or do anything like what you're doing especially or anything it's like well i need to like i still gotta pay my bills like yeah if i'm gonna get this much money like, there's so much business aspects that people don't realize that go into it yeah like and you gotta take care of that shit early on and even right now it's like like all right there a lot of people don't know but like media people they're walk into a, a set and they're getting their hair done, makeup done, and yeah. everything is like on. It's on the the business that's like hiring them. Yeah. But when you're starting out, it's like no, your hair has to be done, your makeup has to be done, mm-hmm. and you got to pay for it. Like that's your responsibility. Yep. And then you so. got. Do you work? Have you? Are you trying to break in? Because I film a lot of movies in Rhode Island now. Is that something you're trying to break into that world? Um, I. I think about it sometimes. Like, I'll go on castings and um, yeah. I'll I'll do like auditions, and um, I'm a part of like Boston casting, so yeah, I'll um like I'm in their database, so they'll let me know about auditions and stuff. But um, I wouldn't say it's not anything I'm interested in, but I wouldn't. It's not so much like my focus. Yeah. Um, I w- want to be able to like host a show, um, have my own show one day. Yeah, and um, also be able to. Like, I mean, broadcasting so much isn't, I wouldn't say isn't an interest of mine, but it's not like, Mm. I'm definitely more interested in entertainment field. Definitely interested in, um, create your own more than waiting for someone to hand you an opportunity. Yeah. Um, even like with like CNN or anything like that, like I could see myself doing it, but it wouldn't even like sports broadcasting. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. But then, yeah, and a lot of those jobs you have to kind of, it's more about appearance and waiting for someone to say, go ahead. Yeah. And you just seem like the fortune head, like, I'm going to do this, and if it comes around, I'll take exactly. it. Exactly. That's what, and, and like, right running. now I'm just building, like, um, a basis, like, trying to be able to get my name up and um, as out there as much as possible, networking, meeting as many people as yeah. I can, and um, promotion mostly, just building yeah. myself like a brand, just working from the bottom, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just like, I mean, I'm, I haven't, I wouldn't say like I've moved anywhere or like done anything that is so much put me up on like any standard, but I'm definitely taking steps. Like right yeah. now I feel like I'm taking baby steps and I'm still in that toddler phase where I'm just learning and as trying to build as many skills as possible. That, that's so great. And you're young. You're so young and you have such yeah. a good head on your shoulders for this world. I know. And even when I'm at work, cause like I, um, I do it through the Providence Center and I'm like the youngest person in my meetings and everyone's just looking at me and they're like, what's she doing here? Like, I'm like I ain't going to be here forever. <laughs> I got, I got plans. That's so fucking cool. I, they filmed that Woody Allen movie. They were filming part of it, like right in the on, uh, yeah. I heard Fuller's, about that. But I don't like. I saw Emma Stone. It was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but I hate Woody Allen. Yeah, he's, I, he's kind of a creep. We, I yeah. actually, I'm taking a film class right now, and they were um, talking about it. Um, him, and I'm like, I completely. I didn't like. I mean, there was a lot of stuff I didn't really know. I'm just like, he's like a sex creep. Yeah, didn't he? He like married his nanny, right, or something. No, like that. his like adopted daughter. Yeah, his adopted and there daughter. There's like some rape allegations or something that That's I don't. That's so I, weird. I, she I was know. like 15 or something. Yeah, it's strange. Poor Woody. No, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy hard. But he's yeah. a great movie. Actually, I don't even really like his movies personally. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Really, yeah, I know. That, um, I don't know what it is. I just 
it never attracted me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I Quentin like, Tarantino yeah. is definitely by far one of my favorite directors. And Spike what a Lee. weird dude. Yeah, that's In the thing. It's way. like he's so weird, but he's so different. Spike and uniqueness to me is like the most powerful thing. I remember in college we had to watch Do the Right Thing, and I didn't understand that movie until that point. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and like that's one of the most powerful scenes. So like when they when they choke out Radio Rahim, mm-hmm. and I was like in class, I was like trying to hide. I was like. I can't do this. <laughs> Not Radio Rahim. That's actually one of the the class I'm taking right now. Film is um we have to watch that movie and it came on last night, which was so weird because I was looking through my syllabus and I'm like, oh, we get to watch through the right thing. I love this movie, and like I'm like watching it and I'm like, there's so much symbolic meaning in this. I I didn't understand half. I like when our paper was like, right, who did the right thing? And I didn't understand until after like watching the movie and doing the whole class is like. Oh, and was it, what's the guy's name? Is it Mookie? Mm-hmm. When he throws the trash can through the Italian restaurant, like, hey, he did the right thing because he saved their life. I was like, oh, God, I, there's so much racial undertone that I did not understand. Yeah, it was like, and like, the thing that it, it was crazy about it was that at that time when the movie was like being um, filmed so much and at the time when the movie was being um, like, was about the time period that it was based upon. Yeah. It was just so much in between that, like with the riots oh, and a I lot know. with the police and like the timing for it was literally like perfect. Like it, it couldn't have literally just brought any more culture, any more like actual things that aren't being talked about and a lot that wasn't even being spoken about. And and a lot of like what's going on right now and like Ferguson. Like status hasn't changed. I think like that guy in Staten Island that just got choked by the police, the whole yeah. thing mm-hmm. in Ferguson. Uh, and it's just, Trayvon it's just Martin. so, exactly. It's so much that's like being, that's always just like shoveled under a rug. Like, um, we're, yeah. we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to make statements. And then like in a month, it'll be off the news anyway. So I'm glad that Ferguson's not been off the month. And I, I did some reading and like John Oliver did a really mm-hmm. good special about it. And it, and then I think even with like the LA riots, like wealthy white people in like New England are not from LA. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was a little too young for it, but it was like actually listening to like Public Enemy and like Chuck D and like Ice T talking about the LA riots. It wasn't like it's kind of like they're like, oh, well, this happened because Rodney King's Mert Peters got off. They're like, yeah, that was the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it was the underlaying of uh, decades of decades of police brutality, mm-hmm. uh, class warfare the way that the black community was treated by the police and, and Rodney King brought the spotlight to it. And then they're like, you're like, finally something's going to happen when didn't people's fucking erupted. And like, and it, it was the thing too, right, that so, like, good for them. It was just like another hit when, um, the police officers just got off. Like, it was it business was, as usual. And, it, and then, um, one thing that actually I am watching a documentary on it. I learned something that really like struck me. I was like, I just couldn't even like understand or believe it. And it was that the police chief at the time, his name was um, Gates. He had sent buses to the South in like the early sixties, seventies. And he wanted all like white supremacists, like old um, war veterans, like civil rights, like kind of pe like KKK members. And he recruited them he brought them to LA and said, I want you guys to be officers. And he called it the thin blue line, which it was between, um, which they, his, he, what he told like media outlets and stuff like that, that it was a thin blue line between crime and, um, and like, um, justice basically like making sure that there wasn't as much crime in the neighborhoods. But what he actually told the, um, the, 
employees and the workers or the men that he recruited was he wanted a thin blue line between whites and minorities. Yeah. It was not to, it, like kill as many blacks as you can. And I like it was like a real like thing. Like it what was documentary is this? I can't wait to find this. It's um called the LA, it was about the LA riots. And um another thing that they brought to light too was the person who filmed Rodney King being like br- brutalized he actually that was his first time ever using his camera he had taken it out of the box and he was like oh my god like he sees this man being like brutally beaten so he he records it out of his window and he calls the police station the next day and he says you know i seen a man getting really badly beaten by the police i just wanted to make sure he was okay and like if um like what happened what did he do that was so horrible so they was like we there's nothing that we can tell you right now like at the um, that he that you should just mind your business basically so he has the footage and he calls a news outlet and he says to them i have footage of a man being brutally beaten by the cops and they're like yeah 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 bring it by the office someone will check it out so he brings it by he drops it off within 30 minutes it's on every single news media wow. outlet in the whole country and he never got credit for it, never got paid for it, never got anything for it, except one day Rodney King ran into him at a gas station and thanked him and told him he saved his life. Aww, he I even mean, lost the videotape in a divorce with his wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> like poor guy. So I, every, like, that's why I always think about because like being in film media and you, you got to, like, here's a note, kids. Make sure that you... Put credit for your work. Get your name on your stuff. Yep. <laughs> like anything you can, like that. Oh my god! You know, even Rodney King got like two million dollars, and yeah, this this guy never got a thing. I hate. The, I think. I think some people's shitty argument is that he, and rightfully so, he was driving like 110 miles per hour on PCP. I think right. Think, um, he was to, no, he was drunk. Oh, drunk. It was something. I, yeah, I think I remember that from American history. He was X. drunk, and he. Um, but they still brutally beat the shit out of him. Yeah, because he was black. Yeah, <laughs> so. and there was no lie about that. And he was even like early, like I definitely discovered like because I mean hip hop comes out of like New York and comes mm-hmm. from that world and like, but it was like NWA, and I didn't hear about. I wasn't listening to those records until I was a lot older, until mm-hmm. way after the fact. But like the reason that those bands are talking about that stuff is um because of like they were just seeing what they saw yeah they become an outlet and it's kind of cool because hip-hop as a music has only been around for maybe 35 years maybe mm-hmm. like it's from the 80s like it started in the 80s and you can go back so it's kind of fun there's a really good do you remember when vh1 i don't know i don't have cable anymore but mtv at one point used to do these great docuseries mm-hmm. and they kind of stopped and then vh1 picked up and they called it and you don't stop 30 years of hip-hop and uh-huh. it was like all about hip-hop and the culture of hip-hop and how like the music of hip hop was taken from what they saw, and because there's almost like what they would call like um, the other America that people don't always see. Mm-hmm. I mean, look where we are here. Like you can go to South Providence, and you're going to see a different a version different than you're going to yeah. see on East Side. Like I even feel it going on like to the East Side of Providence. It's like a whole different world mm-hmm. over there. And oh, it was a really great series. I lost my train of thought, but it was really cool. I didn't yeah. know about the LA riots. The Ferguson thing is just like uh, that. There's just been. Uh, so much institutional racism with the police force for decades and mm-hmm. like the class divide of that that town for decades and from what i read of the autopsy was like i didn't get as much play as it should have but like the bullet like came through his head and like came out so he had to be like in a facing downward way and i mean that cop 
Oh, the shitty thing about one of the many shitty things about Ferguson is was the cops immediately knew that they did something wrong and then tried to cover it up and that was like what pissed everyone off. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't release the officer's name when he killed the kid mm-hmm. and they didn't say how many times he shot him. Remember the times when the police would accidentally quotation to kill an unarmed black teenager and then they would at least try to like justify what they did. Now it's just like he shot him. Don't worry about it. He, they left him there for four hours in the cold. Hours. They left his body like, just lay blood, there. Like, which is, Disgusting. like, it's still a life, you know, regardless if he did commit a crime or if he did. I guess the, he had assumed that the kid would hit him because the the car door bounced back off of him. And um, he just felt that it was, that he that he deserved to be shot because of that. So And they're only supposed to shoot once, not six. Yeah. It, it's, I know, it's just sad. It's stuff. Um. To turn into a much nicer topic, um, <laughs> do you do you know Aisha Tyler? Because at all the actress, um, I don't. Oh, she's she used to be on Friends. She's awesome. I listen to her podcast, and she kind of talks the way you talk of just like workaholicism, but it's kind of cool with the new media of like. So she's someone like she has her living. She's a host of a bunch of stuff. I think she's on like the Talk or some show I don't watch. Oh, okay. And but like she's and there's a lot of people like you can make your name for yourself in the small niche market and like make bank and mm-hmm. live your life and then have and not be a household name. You could be actor, podcaster, host. You can do everything and no one can know who you are. I just think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's kind of where you're kind of coming at. Like you can become the next thing that no one ever knows about except your small very large fan base that makes you billions or <laughs> but you're not even after money you're just more after happiness yeah i feel like um sometimes i feel like it's a gift to know that like this is what i want can you believe that's already been an hour of your life <laughs> it goes by quick uh so what do you like what are you watching now on tv Ooh, um i've been watching a lot more of um a lot of like movies lately yeah. honestly um, they've been having a lot of uh, cultural um, movies that came out. I forgot. Um, well, last night I watched Do the Right Thing. And um, the other day, what did I watch? Um, it was called Funny Valentines. It's, um, it, it's just so weird to think about. Cause, like, I'm, I'm definitely a movie person. But as far as like, like TV shows, I've been watching like stupid reality shows like Love and hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I I get caught up in like the cultural norm. I yeah. I'm definitely someone who's I I like fashion, and yeah. they Quite have the, uh, fashionista. They I have put um, that down. <laughs> they have like amazing like clothes that they get to wear on Love and Hip Hop, even though they're yeah. like rented and stuff. It's like lucky. <laughs> yeah, there's something nice about especially like you're working your ass off. You want to come home. You don't want to think. You just want to turn off your brain. Yeah, so and it's I- fun to watch stuff like that, and you can judge people and not feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I watched the, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And was yeah, on. I definitely got to watch Keeping Up because I love the Kardashians. Yeah, I can watch that and hate them and be like, they're addicting. It's a little it's bit like, weird. Oh, they're oh god, I can't. <laughs> but I'm not turning it off, and it's my fault that I'm funding them. So it's like whatever, man. Just <laughs> just do your thing. I don't. Don't don't hurt anyone. Oh, I are you still do? Um, do, I'll add in the intro so I can help you. Like, make sure you plug all of your all your stuff. So, oh, cool. Coming on, are you, is Empress Entertainment? Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually, totally should um, ask you that first. No, no, it's great. Um, I was gonna say that. Um, well, right now I'm actually working on a project where um, it's Empress Entertainment presents what's impressive. It's gonna be my um w- uh, webisode series where I talk about the hot topics. And, yeah. 
um, stuff like that. But also, um, Empress is actually working on opening up our own um, lounge and bar. What? Yeah, I like that's one of our like huge goals. We want to be able to have like our own venue. Um, our How own did it bar. All come to be like it's you and your friends. Yeah, um, me and a, f- a few of my friends, and it's just because there's a lot of the one thing that where it's like there's a lot of um sexism when it comes to like um promotional events and stuff like that. Mm. It's like there are a lot of women who do it for companies, but there's no women that are doing it for themselves, and that's one of the problems that we run into um sometimes where it's. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of crowd do you have? Like, what, a bunch of girls? Like, girls don't spend money in bars, blah, blah, blah. So we'll, um, we're trying to just work out a way to just have our own, you know, our own business that we can devote our own time to. And we've been actually, like, looking at locations around Rhode Island, um, oh trying to figure God. things out. But, yeah. That's, like, a real thing. Yeah. And, like, it helps, too, because I do um, real estate investing on, like, the side. Of I know. Course. It's a lot, but... Um, do you ever believe yourself sometimes when you say all these things like, how did this happen? I know. And it, it gets so weird. Cause like I'm in class the other day and like, like I was, it's like some, some of the students, like they'll just say, like talk about stuff. And I'm just like, I have no time to talk about this. Like, I don't, it's like, you're talking about other people. Like that's not where we're going to get you. Anywhere. So you're not just like going to cl- parties and drinking beer and like, like I'll, I'll go out, but I'm not going to sit in class and talk about people. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about ideas. I want to talk about, you know what I mean, like, opportunities. I want to talk about, like, what that person, like, this person or this celebrity person did to be able to make it where they are, you know? I don't yeah. want to talk about why Marianne and Sue don't like each other. I really yeah. don't care. <laughs> you don't have that, like, yeah, man, I love I, I love all everything you're doing. That's so great. Thank like, you. You have such a drive, and I love that you have and and you have a drive with like a feminist cause. It's like yeah, yeah. I want to like inspire. I that's like and my main thing. You know, I yeah. it's about happiness and inspiring other people because if we don't inspire other people, like it's just gonna die away. Like our inspiration, our like everything that is powerful for us. If we give back, and we everything you give back to someone comes back to you. So your mom must be so proud. I know she she says that, and I'm just like, oh, thanks. Um, so the last question, uh, just especially because you, do you still live in Providence? Or you mm-hmm. like? Oh well, I live in um, East Providence, but East it's Providence. not yeah. yeah close enough. Well, you grew up here, um, probably a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your good places to eat? Because you know we are the food capital. And oh yeah. That's something that you cannot take away from us we are so fucking proud yeah um i like local food so some like kind of places that you can't get everywhere love bajas what's that um it's on thea street it's like a tex-mex huh it's so good and it's like super fast it's like a a better version of chipotle or i'll go to um i'll go to um i like mexican food a lot yeah um mexican food and sushi so i like oh. um jackie's galaxy on north me i mean no, no no excuse me not north me um mineral spring i've actually been there it's really good it's so good and their really drinks good. are cheap too yeah <laughs> and um check out lemongrass too in warwick oh really it's like the best chinese food i've ever had yeah but, i mean upsara is completely different because it's like a hybrid mm-hmm. which is also incredible mm-hmm. that's like you get to a certain age restaurants become like everything yeah uh, especially here though it's like oh my god there's so many good places to fucking eat yeah i love all the trucks and um yeah and um another i love four seasons because it's like fine like mm. um cuisine it's not like you know like cheap little like corner store like chinese food but it yeah. well it's it's actually um not it's uh what is it korean i, oh, I think yeah. or uh 
Um, no, it's not. It's uh, Cambodian, actually. That's what it is. It's called Four Seasons. Four Seasons. Where's that? Um, Cranston Street, like um, yeah, all the yeah. way up. Oh, excuse me, Reservoir. It's in Cranston, yeah. but it's um all the way up Reservoir. Where do you do? Where do you go for sushi? Uh, I like Nami. Um, Sakura, I think it's called. That's on yeah. um, Wickedin. Yeah, that's so good, and you can bring your own liquor, so that's pretty Damn. cool. And um, where else? Haruki East, I've been to once. Yeah, I've never it's been really good. there. But I that's the thing; it's like we have seafood. so many restaurants. I know. Every time I go out, I'm like, if I go here, there's a 30 places I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually just started eating seafood like last year. So what I, I love just tried. seafood. Yeah, I went to the seafood festival yesterday in Wickedin. No, not Wickedin. Uh, India Point Park. Yeah, I it's heard about so it. So many like, oysters. I wish I had a, um, had like been able to go. That was so. I had to cool. work though, but I was like, oh, I want to go so bad. It was just all seafood, and it was free. Oh my god, what? It was just like I didn't free, know that. Yeah, it was just like in the park and there's just vendors and stuff and then like you can buy like from the trucks and like Yeah, there's so many things so like that in Rhode oyster. I had I had like the biggest oyster I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, uh, well thank you a thousand times for coming on. As I I've said, I don't know if I said it, Mike. Easiest person I've ever had to book because like we ran into you and Fat and then I just took my time finally writing to you and mm. it was really fun running nice running into you and I was like asked you to come on like I was kind of nervous and Victoria's like just do it just ask her Aww. I was like okay and then I finally wrote to you like yeah cool I think on like Friday we talked and then I'm like well here are the days you're like Monday works text me Monday one o'clock two o'clock I'll be there it was like, <laughs> like that it's like huh. That was really easy. <laughs> um, thank you. Come back anytime. And anytime like, you get any success or want to come promote something, like, oh, I, just, thanks, I want the show to become like building to like, yeah, help definitely. promote more things. And, uh, awesome. Thank you. Let me try thank you, you for having me.